you really need to talk to the folks here at Next Level. I've got to tell you, just speaking to the people here, they are fired up, they get it, they've got the right balance, and they're all increasing their income, they're increasing their production. But you're dealing with uh, people that are in the trenches, dealing with this, our practitioners, had failures, had successes, learned from it, and it's about helping you, not just like get through the next month, but it's about creating legacy business for yourself. But I can tell you that um, you are mission focused, I know you're purpose focused, and, and I can tell you that every loan officer that I've communicated with um, that's been part of your platform has been a raving fan. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. You can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. And now, Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. Hello, everybody. Sean Zalmanoff here with this edition of Next Level Loan Officers Podcast. Hey, friends, I got something special for you today. You get full access to our digital website, for uh, the low, low price of $1. Uh, you just go to $1msa.com. It gives you a seven-day trial. And uh, and Kenneth Travis is not with us today, but as always, he will give you a triple money-back guarantee on that dollar if you don't find value in your seven days there. Hey, so we are joined by Shaw Tehrani. Shaw, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. Good to be here. Man, it's good to, for you to be here. We were talking before. So, Shaw, you've been in the industry for about 14 years. Yep. You made uh, a decision with impeccable timing in March of 2020 to uh, open your own company when nothing was going on and no change was happening in the world. Uh, but you're now closing about $50 million a month, closing 100 loans a month with nine loan officers have scaled pretty darn impressively during that time. And uh, with the goal of doing 500 plus loans uh, a month, and uh, and just for everybody on here, uh, Shaw knows exactly where his place is. And so he doesn't originate so he can focus on scaling because it's really, really important that we all know exactly where we are. What what else have I missed, Shaw? You you like long walks on the beach? I think it's a good synopsis, you know? So, how long have you been in the broker world for? Just, just almost fourteen years. Just uh, oh, so, broker world two yeah. years, mortgage world fourteen years. Mortgage world fourteen years, broker world two years. And uh, what made you decide to take the leap early this year and just decide to do it all on your own? That, that was always the plan. Once I moved out of retail and joined my friend's brokerage, I knew the game plan was to start my own. Um, but the licensing process I knew would take some time, specifically with New York, uh, which is where we're located. They're the, you know, the regulator that everyone's like, oh, New York. But the, the truth is, they're great, and uh, they took a little, they took a little while to issue, but um, they were great. They were very thorough, and and so we got the license. I actually got uh, a call from New York State, like, hey, your license is approved. One day after I get my wife gave birth to, to our first child, my son. So it was like. Oh, here's a brand new kid. And by the way, you got your broker license. So it was, it was fun, man. It was fun. Okay. So is your wife going to listen to this? Cause I've got a question if she doesn't. Probably not, but. Okay. You know. so, so then what was more exciting? Your kid being born or you're actually getting the license? Definitely my kid being born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have two boys myself and, uh, it's, uh, there's best nothing in my life that's been more game changing. Than yeah, it's the best thing ever, and and I don't think you really get it until you actually do it. 
So Shaw, I talked to a lot of brokers. Uh, some of them say they want to scale. Um, some of them don't at all. But uh, the the broker world is definitely a little bit harder to scale in uh, from what what I what I see out there and the people that I know than uh, the retail channel. So I'm really interested to talk about that first. What? Uh, okay. Tell me what uh, what the plans are. Why 500 loans? I mean, you're doing 100 loans. You're closing 50 million. You don't want for months right now. So, uh, so what's the plan for? Yeah, the, you know, the it's a good question. I actually don't know if I agree with your assessment of it's harder to scale in in uh, wholesale than it is in retail. At least that certainly has not been my experience. Um, I, I found it quite challenging to scale in retail. Um, but the reason I sort of um, or the reason I've sort of set these goals and, and, and what the path to scale has been is and why 500 is um, there are certain variables that you get when you're building a business um, that you just can't have without scale. Right. So so, you know, to touch on your first point, it's like, do you really want to scale? Right. If you're a broker out there and you're trying to figure out, like, do I really want to scale my business? You really just got to look at, like, how is your business constructed now? And know that if you're going to go to this mode where you want to scale at a very large scale, you're not going to be able to originate loans, right? You have to you have to put that aside, uh, and you have to sort of go for it all the way, right? I don't think it's like really optimal to be a, a small or mid broker uh, from a scale standpoint, right? If you're doing, you know, between ten and fifteen loans a month, twenty loans a month, and you're originating most of it, you probably should stay there. Right. If your objective is not to scale, because you're probably doing pretty well um, there and you're originating a lot of the business. If your objective is to get to 50 or 100 loans a month, you've got to give up the originating. And then there's a system to follow in order to get there. And, um, you know, with five, you know, do we're doing 100 and it's starting to give us the scale where like we have an in-house recruiter, we have an in-house trainer, um, you know, you build a, a lot of operational staff and, uh, and process around uh, an engineer around how to actually achieve scale. Um, and how to get to 100, 200, 300. Once you get to 100, 200, getting to 1,000 is not challenging. It's just more about people, right? And so that's kind of that's kind of my long-winded answer to your question. Well, no, that, that, that's, it's a great answer. And just for everybody on here, like, man, so we're doing a couple hundred loans a month in, in my branches right now. And, and that really works well for me. Shaw is going to do more loans in his branches than I want to do. There was a time where I was like, man, <clears throat> I'm going to close a billion dollars a year. And, and I don't want to close a billion dollars a year anymore. Where, where I'm at works really, really well. We're right. going to about 350 million this year. And I'm, I'm okay. really happy that Mark does well for the people that work with me. It does well for my family. And if, if five loans a month or 10 loans a month or, or 20 is working for you, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Like, be comfortable where you at. You're at. Know who you are in the business. We talk about that all the time on here, and and be there because that's what works for you. Um, but I, but I can tell you the thing that that Shaw hit on the head. Uh, I still have a team, and, and they still originate loans. But I'm not the loan officer on that team. Uh, it does bear my name, but I'm not the loan officer on that team, and it's impossible to effectively close 100, 150, 200 loans in a month 
and still originate because you can't be who you need to be for your people and still be answering that phone call about the 1003 or somebody put going under contract. Agreed. So what, what made that flip for you? Why did you decide you're like, man, I'm not going to be the guy anymore who is going to service our realtors and clients and, and I want to scale. And then the other thing that I want to talk about here as well, I know you're a huge believer in the team. You've got nine originators and uh, 39 people that are working with you. Very, very similar to the numbers that, that we run here um, because you need a lot of team members in order to be able to scale and do that. So first, why the scale? And second, let's talk about how your teams are built and, and what you're doing and how they're put together, because that can definitely move the needle for everyone listening to us today. Yeah. The, the scale, because it's fun and because it's, it's helping a lot of the folks that are within my organization. Right. So with scale comes more revenue. And that means, you know, a lot of my loan officers can make a lot more. A lot of these guys that, that were, that have been with me a long time, even when we were in a retail organization, they were doing three, four five loans a month. Most of them are doing North of 20 uh, units a month now. And so, you know, it's just about like, it's not even honestly about the money. Like the money is nice, right? It's, it's nice, you know, but I could make money just originating just like all of you out there that like, if you're writing 10 loans a month, you're making pretty good money. Right. So it's just about like being able to build something and construct something and, um, you know, have all the different pieces associated with it. And I would say mainly for me, what made it easy and what made the choice very easy was, uh, once I discovered UWM, once I once I figured out like here's a company that's all about scale and focus on speed and service, and once I saw that model, the light bulb went off in my head. It was like the first time when I said, "Now I got a partner that's really going to help me scale." And so um, they they made it really really easy for me to make that decision. Um, you know, and and I ran the the ran the numbers, and I said, you know, it's worth giving up originating, and and let me go for it. Let me have some fun with it, and see where it goes. And I, I just feel like it's also like, you know, it's my personality, right? Like, yeah. is is I want to, you know, it's like Gary V says, you know, it's like, uh, you know, scaling from a million to a hundred million is is more about EQ than it is about IQ, right? So I feel like I'm, I'm good with people. I think, uh, you know, I'm good at, at sort of the team dynamic and leading teams. And so it was a natural progression for me. It was easy. I didn't have to force it. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my story. And, what, and again, it's not like that doesn't work for everyone, right? Like you got to do out there what works for you. Right. Figure out what works for you. Figure out what lifestyle is best for you. Figure out, you know, like I work, you know, 16 hours a day. That might not be appealing to you. It's appealing to me. I love what I do. I wake up every single day excited to come to the office and and, you know, fire away and keep building and growing and progressing. And but that's not everyone's style. So. Yeah. And you guys know from listening to these, this is, that's not my style. And and if it works for you, that's great. Yeah. Um, but, but next level is definitely not for you. If you want to work 16 hours a day, like I, I don't want to work more than eight hours a day. I'm not going to work more than 40 hours in a week and, and I can run uh, our origination shop and, and do our coaching business with that because we have great people in place. And I know, I know, I know you do as well too, but, but I got a question before that. What happens if UWM changes their model and, and does something different? Do you, like what's what's plan B in the case of UWM 
you know, all of a sudden pricing themselves out of market or changing something on you. They've already done that. Uh, they did it during COVID and, you know, like they're a real partner for me, right? It's not just like, oh, I'm routing my loans there. I don't really send loans to other lenders, right? And so that's unique for me. It's what works for me, right? I have a relationship with them as a company and, a, and their senior management and uh, I'm going to roll with their platform. And if their pricing is faded like it was during COVID because they had to protect themselves and they wanted to slow the engine down a little bit, I still sent them every loan, right? Maybe the pricing wasn't good. I dropped some of my margins, but that's what partnerships are about, right? They're about like, not just when it's good, not when pricing is good. You know, I'm not a loan sifter. I'm not sending loans to to banks based on what their pricing is today, right? I send all of my loans to UWM unless they don't fit the UWM box. But again, that's not for everybody, right? But that's just, that's just my journey and that's my path and that's my choice uh, because I value them as an organization and as a partner. And I think they're genuinely a great lender. And, you know, that's, that's a really important point with, with anybody listening about your company right now, because there's not one company on the planet who has not had some problem or some growth pains. For sure. It was with hiring people or just the amount of loans that we've been pushing through the engine during the COVID process. And so, like, be a partner with the place that you work at and make sure that that I mean, they need to be investing in you, but you need to be investing in them that exactly. as we are emerging on the other side of this, like how do things look? Because somebody can always promise you that that grass is greener, but like the, there's the, there's the quote out there that says the devil, you know, is better than the one you don't. And, and as you're going through a crisis or going through these times, man, it sure is better to be at a place that you know what to expect than one that you don't. I've seen a lot of people make moves to only come back and tell me, being like, damn, Sean, you were right. I should have stayed at my company. I'm like, yeah, man. It's not always greener on the other side. And it's just, you know, you got to choose who you want to roll with. You know, like I'm betting on UWM. I'm betting on Matt Ishbia. You know, I'm betting on Melinda Wilner. I'm betting on Alex Alezi and the people that run that organization. I have confidence in them. And I have confidence that that even when the road gets bumpy, they know what they're doing. And you know, that's my choice, right? That's my journey. That's where I've been. So that's but how they're I'm, betting on you. Yeah. And they're betting on me and they're very invested in helping me grow and giving me tools and uh, the capacity to grow. But, you know, for, for all you out there, it's like, you know, do what you think is best for you, but don't be afraid to try either. Right. It's good to experiment and try and explore. And you're never going to know what the right um, path is and what the journey is. If you don't at least test some of those other paths, right. Don't just stick with the path that works for you. Cause like, that's always the way I did it. No. You know, it's like the the business is evolving. The industry is evolving. Everything's moving to a more technical sort of execution. Speed is becoming an important variable uh, in the execution of loans, efficiency. So it's like if you don't if you don't get on on board with that, um, you're probably going to get left behind when this boom right now. It's all low hanging fruit. Right. Everyone in the everyone who's out there, you know, uh, doing loans right now, it's easy. Right. So but that's not going to last. Maybe maybe two years, maybe three. And then rates will shoot back up and it's, you know, the strong will survive. The, the people that are nimble and have the capacity to adjust quickly uh, and can deliver good service. Those are the folks that will do really well long term. So I've, I've been saying this for years and technology is not going to replace a loan officer. No. A loan officer that embraces technology is going to replace one that doesn't. 
And the same holds true for where you're at as a company or where you're at as a branch. Companies who embrace technology are going to replace those that don't. One of the things that, that we talk about in Next Level a lot, Shaw, is like, you know, so many loan officers, like, how many BIPs do I get paid? This, that, the other thing. Like, that's fine right now. But as technology becomes better and, and the execution becomes better, we're going to measure ourselves as loan officers and as managers and owners of companies at the dollars we make an hour not what we make alone because we're all going to be able, those of us who embrace technology, we're going to close a lot more loans and it's going to be at somewhat less margin in the future as to when that future is, is yet to be determined, but, but that's where it's headed. So, so tell me about uh, the teams and the structure. So you got a lot of guys doing, or you got a few guys doing a lot of loans. So how are the teams yeah. that you build around them and what does that look like? It's usually comprised of, a loan officer, and then a series of LOAs. So like my model is that um, a loan originator originates a loan and prepares all the documents and my LOs know how to structure, they know guidelines, they know what works, what doesn't work. uh, And then they'll push those loans to the disclosure desk and then I kind of take over. So we'll scrub the loan, we'll disclose it appropriately uh, based on the jurisdiction to make sure it gets done perfectly. We do an initial scrub, then we open the loan, we pre-underwrite the loan and we call, we, uh, you know, my operations team is communicating with the borrowers and getting additional documents that are needed to submit the loan, kind of like letting originators originate and letting operations and processing staff sort of take over after that. And it makes it, it gives you the ability as a loan officer to be able to do 25, 30 loans. I have a loan officer that may do 40 loans this month. So it's pretty incredible. They all generally have LOAs, uh, you know, every, every, I mean, certainly those, my primary five all have LOAs. Some of them have two LOAs um, just so that you constantly got pole in the water um, we're very, very heavy on purchase business. Uh, prior to prior to sort of the you know the refi boom here that occurred, we were you know upwards of eighty percent purchase. So we have a lot of realtor relationships. We have a lot of uh, sort of focus on purchase. New York is unique. It is an attorney state. There are three attorneys involved in every transaction on a purchase. Um, you know, a buyer. What does the third one do? A buyer's attorney, a seller's attorney, and a bank attorney. Oh, right. So. It's fun. There's a lot of parties to communicate with. But. I wonder why we've never looked at getting licensed in New York. Yeah, that's why nobody <laughs> likes it. And you know what? Stay out of New York. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come. <laughs> Leave it to me. But uh, mm-hmm. but no, it's it, 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 you know that's where our focus is. And then just um, the refis have sort of uh, obviously there's a lot of them out there, and it's easy okay. to you know sort of buy leads and drive some of that business. And so, um, but uh, but as a as a as a direct answer to your question, our focus is to have very strong LOs and um, for them to have very strong support around them directly to support the origination efforts. And then we take care of all of the disclosures, processing, getting the loans to the finish line, dealing with the closings, coordinating all that so that um, our origination team is focused solely on originating. So for anybody listening to this, you, you, you might not want to do couple hundred loans a month like we're doing. You may not want to do 500 loans a month like Shaw is doing, but what you can garner from this, and we're talking about his loan officers and his team, he's got very precise SOPs in place. So if you don't know or have never heard of a military, watched a military movie before, they're standard operating procedures. And so the LO does the same thing every time. 
and hands off the file at the same point every time. Yep. You can count on disclosures, can count on processing, can count on the people that he needs or she needs in order to be able to crush the business on the other side. <clears throat> and that's what's incredibly important. Even if you're doing 10 loans a month, if you're doing 10 loans a month, you probably need a loan partner. And, and if you don't think you do, you're probably doing a whole bunch of activities that are substantially less than the dollars you make an hour. And you could easily do five more loans a month, working the same amount of time and making a significant amount more money by having that loan partner in place to take those things off your plate. So, so get what you need to out of this call and out of that, but that is what you need to look like. And I, and I know that when Shaw put this plan in place, he didn't all of a sudden decide to go get nine loan officers who were crushing it and then be like, oh man, we got all this business. We need to figure out how to do this. You had this plan in place from day one. This is how we're going to do it. So you, you were built for scale from day one. I'm, I'm just going to guess. Is that a true statement? Definitely true. And and that's part of why we our operations team is as large as it is and, and why it's still growing every day is that we're building the engine for 500 now, yeah. right? So all the process design that we're doing and all the SOPs you referenced and all the SLA measurements of you know, how long does it take to do each task and how long does each person it take to do each task? All of that engineering is focused on like, you know, scaling to 500. And it's, uh, it's the, it's the, you know, the Matt Ishbia expression overstaffed by design, he's got it right. Right. And so um, that's what we're doing. And it's, it, we're in a world where it's hard to hire processors. Yeah. Right. So it's like, everyone's like, Oh, but I can't find a processor. Well, and the answer is build one. Right. You're right. You can't find it right now, but go build one. Find someone who's really smart and detailed and conscientious and has good interpersonal skills and teach them the business. Put them through a training protocol. Maybe you don't do all the training yourself. There's plenty of great third party training to give them the basics for 30 days. And then then it's on the job training. So, you know, for us, that's the model that works. That's the model that we're executing. And, um, you know. You, you know, again, you got to, you know, everyone out there, you got to do what works for you. You know, this is just, you know, this is what works for me. Well, and your numbers are speaking for themselves. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, man. So if there's one bit of parting advice that that you want to leave with any loan officer or manager who's, who's listening to this, what would it be right now? You know, just to that same reference, like build the business the way and, and conduct the business the way um, that works for you, but focus your efforts on growing your team intelligently and don't just try and go and acquire talent, um, build talent, right? So, you know, build the, build your team the right way. It's almost better to bring in someone from outside that doesn't have the bad habits and preconceived perceptions about how they should do things because that's the, how they did it at their last job. It's like, no. You know, just find the, the good, talented people and teach them, you know, teach them the right way, teach them your way. Um, and I think you'll find that one, um, your retention will be higher. Uh, and two, um, you'll actually long term, you'll get a much more uh, productive team member. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, y'all, we appreciate you listening. Whatever device you happen to be listening on, you may be watching us on YouTube, listening to us on your Google Play or iTunes device. Do us a favor and do other loan officers a favor too. Go leave us a review. Hit that five-star button. Let us continue to move the needle in the industry for our fellow loan officers. Shaw, I appreciate you. Everyone is listening. I appreciate you too. 
and you all have a great